0: Frank Ling and I'm Charles Lee, and you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Dr. Ajay Kumar will join us to discuss excellence has no borders. So stay tuned for all of this, plus the Grokatron five thousand, and our world famous question a week coming right up here on the Grok's Science Show. For the Grox Science Show. Well, travails and problems of the healthcare system are seeking innovative and entrepreneurial solutions. And joining us today to discuss his approach is Dr. Abias Ajay Kumar. Dr. Ajay Kumar is an Indian oncologist and entrepreneur. He is the founder and chairman and CEO of Healthcare Global Enterprises Limited, a South Asian provider of cancer care. He has written the new memoir, Excellence Has No Borders, How a Doctorpreneur Created a World-Class Cancer Hospital Chain. And he joins us today to discuss his fascinating story. And Dr. Jai Kumar, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grox Shine Show.
1: Thank you for having me, Charles. Thank you.
0: Well, this is certainly our fascinating story that you recount here about your experiences innovating the healthcare profession. I'm curious why you decided to write this memoir. Yeah.
1: My battle has been with, uh, as an oncologist... When I immigrated to U.S. in 1975 and decided to specialize in oncology, I was fortunate to go to one of the premier centers, M.D. Anderson Hospital. After my first year in University of Virginia, I decided I want to go to really Mecca of oncology because I was always interested to know why oncology patients are not treated the right way in 1975, I'm talking about. What is it that makes cancer come? What is the challenge? I allowed this challenge and to find some answers. So my experience in MD Anderson in oncology was phenomenal, game changer. And I I began to think, um, you know, the great divide which is there between the, you know, developed countries and emerging markets, what can be done? So before I embarked on that, I also wanted to test myself and started a center uh, in Midwest. And really, you know, it didn't very well for nearly 20 years. I practiced a lot of uh, knowledge, experience. Itself was great, uh, you know, in practicing in the uh, U.S. <clears throat> With that experience, I, I thought, you know, really, excellence should have no borders, whether it is India or America, whether it's rich or poor. There is only way, one way to treat cancer or any diseases the right way the first time. So with that in mind, I moved back to India in 2003, started putting together a plan of a bespoke model with a group of oncologists, and really tried to establish a model similar to MD Anderson. So I went through a lot of ups and downs, lot of uh, personal issues uh, in terms of my son not being well, and l- all of this I thought is a great journey. A doctor who became an entrepreneur, at, you know, went after cancer care to make a change in India, and we were able to make a change by bringing in high technology across India, nearly 25 centers. So as I reflected on that uh, a few years ago, after we took our company public i said it's time to really you know write a book sharing my experience basically to show that um, you know i went to us uh, of indian origin was able to have a successful practice in a very midwest community and then uh, you know people didn't care where i am from who i am they wanted good quality of care people came from 100 mile radius so that becoming popular there learning great experience there and then coming to india where you know people thought we could never bridge the gap because of the country being poor, technology, all that in early 2000, how can we bring this you know, when patients are not able to pay, but we bridge the gap. In fact, Harvard Business School did a case study on us several times to show how it is possible to bridge the gap, cross subsidy, all of this was a rich experience for me. So I thought it's worth sharing. And my son-in-law, you know, came up with the name to call it Excellence Snowboarder. So I think that is, in a nutshell, why I wrote the book and the reason for it.
0: The challenges you faced were pretty significant and great. I'm curious, as you were going through it, did you ever doubt that this would work out? Or you said, I wonder if this is all going to (laughs) work?
1: Yeah, you know, Charles, there are a lot of naysayers. Because nobody has ever attempted to put actual comprehensive cancer centers in so many places across India, Africa, Middle East, because usually there is one MD Anderson, maybe two, one sloan Catering, maybe two, uh, two or three Mayo clinics, but never have we been able to achieve a goal of putting 25 comprehensive cancer centers under one network and try to bring in same quality of care across. So that was a challenge, and a lot of times, obviously, I thought, you know, will I succeed and that too, you know, um, we all come from middle-class family. You know, I was successful in the U.S., but to kind of bring in that kind of investment, convince private equity players, give them exit, it is kind of a whole new ballgame for me as a doctor, you know, to become an entrepreneur, understand the finances, what does it mean to be a viable project, what is EBITDA, what is profitability, all of that I learned on the job. And I think uh, we, may, we become successful because... We remained single focused on patient centric. Whatever it is, most important thing is to be patient centric, and that is where I think we succeeded, and uh, and people come from across uh, India and Africa to our main center, center of excellence because of that, and we are very outcome focused. So I was always said that there is nothing like failure. The the road you take is more important, and the end doesn't you know certainly you know the road. Uh, the, does the end justify the mean? No. The means is
0: more important. That approach we all took as doctors and succeeded in it. So it sounds like you focused on the thing that's necessary for any good enterprise, regardless of healthcare, or whatever, it's, it's having a good product or a good service. And because you're focused on the patient service, that wound up facilitating the growth of a company that really would be successful. Correct, correct, yeah.
1: Uh, and uh, particularly, you know, in India at that time, early 2000, Charles. Uh, the the you know the interest rates were very high, and you know it was very difficult to, to get in some investment at the same time to service because at one time the interest rates were like 18 percent, 20 percent. So I I learned on the job all of this, and you know I I like to say I, I always found a you know what is a simple solution to this. You take a complex situation, can you make it simple, understandable, and put it to use? That is how I proceeded. And uh, fortunately, it worked out so far.
0: Again, those of us in the States who are unfamiliar with healthcare in India, curious if you can just the differences, the challenges that were sort of unique to that environment, and what it sort of take to to convince investors and, and other doctors that we can build this. The challenge in U.S. is not finances, because, you know, when I was practicing for
1: 20 years, really there was uh, insurance, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, other insurance, Medicare, Medicaid. So really, as a practitioner, my concern was really what is the right treatment I can do. Whereas in a country like India, where nearly 55% to 60% are not insured, they are out of pocket, even though the, the cost is low, uh, it is the affordability. So how do you bridge the gap? In fact, uh, uh, Harvard called us uh, when they did the case study as a modern-day Robin Hood because we need to do cross-subsidy. The person who can pay will pay. The person who cannot, we have to subsidize and work it out. So that itself is a great challenge. It is actually a challenge equal to treating a patient with cancer. For me, you know, it was a great experience. How do we bridge the gap? So we have to put together, uh, you know, financial planners, People who have done MBAs come up with a plan to see how we bridge this gap, not only the treatment, but also the financial gap. So that has been a great learning curve. And that is what we have published several times, what we call as a value-based medicine. So today, I can proudly say India and HCG is known as a value player. So what it costs in US, uh, maybe $10. Can we do it for $2 and get the same outcome? And that is what we have been able to achieve.
0: Other institutes, other countries can really take from it and re-implement in our system or do you think the systems, say in the US, are too entrenched to adopt the models that you've created?
1: (laughs) You know, in US, it's a great model, Charles, honestly, for patients, uh, phenomenal healthcare, I can say that. And you know, the accessibility is great and insurance coverage is good but I do know Obamacare and all has come there. But uh, unfortunately, the problem is, I have seen that when I was in practice for a long time, even now, the cost itself is very high. So, once you place the cost as very high, to bring it down is very difficult because there are a lot of groups which fight for that. You know, the pie is only so big. People, you know, there are uh, doctors, there are hospitals, there are insurers, there are healthcare providers. Everybody wants a piece of the pie. So, it becomes very difficult to bring down the cost substantially. But, you know, we, we go by what we call as capacity utilization, creating models. It is not just the HR cost. Creating models where, you know, the patients, each each capex is used in the right way. Uh, so we create those kind of models, hub and spoke, telemedicine, teleradiology. So uh, this is the model which has worked very well. And that is how we have been able to maintain that cost at a low level. I'm sure, you know, some of the countries are doing it. For example, I do know certain European countries are now successfully implementing. For example, you take uh, what we call as a PET scan, positron emission tomography. Same scan uh, in, in U.S. costs $2,500. In India, it is uh, costing about $300. Question is, how can you do at 300 and make it viable? And uh, some of the European countries are now brought it down to close to $1,000. So there is a way to do it, but it is uh, very time-consuming, and all the uh, stakeholders have to participate in it. Unless they participate, it won't succeed.
0: Certainly in the U.S., blind to the cost of a lot of the, the services that exist, and there's been a movement, at least among some sectors, to try and publicize the cost so that if you have open sharing of the cost, then that will drive the price down. Do you think that sort of thing would work here?
1: Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> What about other doctors when you're trying to convince the best of the best to join into your effort as opposed to being part of the the system that exists at the present, was resistance among the the practitioners in your field when you're trying to convince them to now become part of your enterprise?
1: Actually, it was very welcome by oncologists and oncology group because they saw high-end technology coming to India. For example, you know, uh, complicated treatments like radio surgery, cyber knife treatment, uh, you know, we were able to do uh, in India at a very low cost. Uh, and uh, so the doctors who, you know, there are several kinds of doctors, uh, doctors who look at only financials, but there are doctors who look at us. Oh, yes, yeah, some financials, some professional satisfaction. Uh, so these are the, and then also interested in, interested in research, so, our goal is to look at the third category of people who want to do research, who want to be empowered, but financial is one aspect of it. With that model, you know we have been successful to have nearly four hundred plus oncologists in our group who are highly dedicated, highly academic research. So all of this has transformed how we look at cancer care in India in the last fifteen years, and we have been you know really the in a way the leaders. To bring about this change. Once somebody does it, when somebody takes that, uh, that uh, 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 path which nobody has taken, people start believing that can be achieved and move on to that. That is what has happened in India. Now, like For example, most of the Indians were using cobalt treatment before, which is very inferior form of treatment. We came in and said no, even richer pool, tier two cities, tier three, tier one, doesn't matter. They should all get the same treatment with high-end linear accelerators. So we brought in linear accelerator to all cities and made it accessible and affordable. So these are some of the things, I think, which was game changer. And people looked at it and said, you know what? If HCG can do, we can also do. So a number of players came in, which really helped to improve the care. And that is where, you know, we are seeing a major change. For example, in our own center, initially 72% were coming in advanced stage, uh, one of our major centers. But today I'm very proud to say breast cancer, 78% are coming in early stage. In just a matter of eight years, it has changed. So that is where I think we feel uh, that we have contributed a lot to the actual right cancer care. I always believe uh, cancer can be treated and we can win the battle if you do the right treatment at the right time. With the right, right time and right treatment means right technology, right uh, doctors, right multidisciplinary clinic will make a huge difference.
0: Has your model spun off to other areas of health care in India? Or- uh, our model,
1: some people have attempted in the non-oncology and so far they have not succeeded. Uh, in non-oncology, not many. There are some orthopedics who are trying to do, but for, unfortunately, they have not succeeded. <clears throat> so most of the other models are multidisciplinary hospitals with uh, cancer care and cardiac care and all. But our model is now beginning to work in abroad. We have just created a model in Africa in Nairobi. Uh, you know, it is working very well at a very early stage. Uh, of all the places, we are also worked with a partner in Baghdad where there's a tremendous need. In Vietnam, we have a center with a French group. So I think it could become a global model, particularly Charles, in the emerging market, where I think uh, the value-based medicine will play a major role. Even in emerged market, as the cost uh, increases and cost becomes a major issue, you cannot spend 18, 19% of a GDP on healthcare. You cannot do that forever. So as you bring down the percentage, these models will have to be used. To be a very successful, healthcare provider.
0: The enterprise is expanding globally. Are the various hospitals in the different countries able to collaborate and draw upon that network expertise that you've developed?
1: Yeah, that is what we have done in Vietnam. In the French Vietnam hospital, we have they have collaborated with us to establish a cancer center there and work on this model. And what we do is uh, like uh, managing like telephysics, teleradiology, uh, and a virtual tumor board. We all manage from India. So network. So this helps a lot because we have 400 oncologists providing help. We have nearly 30 physicists. So you know, the world has become one now. You know, So with that really helps. You don't have to be in Ho Chi Minh City itself. You can be in Bangalore and still manage the case. In fact, in Baghdad, it is a very interesting story when some troubles happened. We were able to deliver treatment for cancer patients in Baghdad from Bangalore, monitor and do actual radiation so even though there were a lot of unrest in the city so these are some of the virtual innovative things for the future which is going to be a game changer obviously
0: what is your vision for the future of oncology healthcare
1: see for future of oncology healthcare uh, today you know we are moving towards precision medicine so the oncology care will be more and more outpatient uh, very you know we do very limited target surgery targeted radiation and we don't use chemotherapy that much more of immunotherapy, biotherapy. So oncology patients, the good thing about it is if you treat them properly, there is nothing like a stage one, stage two, stage three, or stage four. Everybody can live long. And it is the question of uh, how do you make it patient-centric and deliver precision medicine with advances in oncology, genomics, by the way, we have a very big genomic lab, nearly 40 PhDs work on uh, bioinformatics for us. So this is going to be a game changer in a country like India, particularly when cost is an important factor, when you really deliver precision medicine to the individual, actually the cost comes down. So unnecessary cost doesn't happen. So that is where we are headed, Charles, where with this kind of treatment, we hope first time if we deliver the right treatment so the patient doesn't recur, obviously the patient is going to have a long lifetime. There'll be lesser trauma to the patient and family, living longer, disease-free, and contributing to the society, unlike in the past, where in the, in the 70s and 80s, we thought anybody who's got cancer is like a terminal. It is like a death sentence. Today, it is not so. And even in a country like India, where there are multiple cities, multiple layers, India is like a continent. You have Bangalore, where everything is available, like Chicago, whereas you go to a city where nothing is available, a small, smaller town. So we are able to bridge that gap with technology. So technology in future is going to be a huge player to bridge this gap.
0: As you look back on what you've accomplished with what you know now, do you think you would have tried it again? What's your overall impression of the path you've taken to where you are now?
1: I think it has been a great journey. People uh, always ask me, did you do the right thing going to U.S.? There is no doubt it was the right thing at that time in 1975 when I immigrated to U.S. But the majority of the people who immigrate, they don't come back because the life is very good there. There are a lot of, uh, you you know, financially rewarding, professionally rewarding. As you know, there are a lot of Indian Americans. They're very happy contributing to the growth of U.S. But... Uh, people ask me, did you do the right thing coming back? I I think it is definitely the right thing because with the experience I gained, with the knowledge I had, I thought I should put it to use in a country which needs. And after all, end of the day, I was born here. I studied here. So I thought it is a great thing, the right thing rather, to come back and do this. And it has been very fulfilling for me, honestly, to be able to see cancer patients. You know, I remember... In nineteen eighty five when I traveled across India, I saw you know children waiting, baby waiting for twelve hours to get cobalt treatment. Today it is not so. Today they can come and get treatment right away. So it has been a major revelation for me to know that I've been part of this change. And you know, it is not for any glory, it is not for any recognition, it is for our own conscience to feel good about it. That is what end of the day, as a doctor, when you become a doctor, you look at certain values and when you have accomplished it. It is. It feels great. End of the day, when you get up in the morning or go to bed, you feel very good about it. And that is what, has, uh, to me, has made a major difference, major difference. And that is what I have conveyed in the book.
0: It's really a, a remarkable tale, an enormous effort that uh, was put in. And I, I certainly hope people go take a look at this book. We were just talking with uh, Dr. B.S. Ajay Kumar. He has written uh, the new memoir, Excellence Has No Borders. How a Doctorpreneur Created a World-Class Cancer Hospital Chain. And Dr. Ajay Kumar, thank you so much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show.
1: Thank you, Charles, for having me. Thank you very much.